Hey, what's up? It's Jax from Plastic Action, and you're listening to the world-famous Toy Photocast. We are storytellers. The Toy Photocast is now a part of the Exclude Collective Network. Go to excludecollective.com to get all of your action figure news, tutorials, and everything you need to be able to be a part of this incredible community. That's excludecollective.com. Peace. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? This is another episode of Toy Photocast with the one, the only Mr. Ryan Dean Toy Photography. What is up, Chuck, man? How are you doing? I'm doing great, Dakota. Thanks for inviting me. I'm excited, dude. It's It's been a such a good, uh, heartwarming experience getting to know you, man, and just talking before we hit record. I just got really excited, man, to, to kind of learn your mission and what you do with your account. I want everybody to know exactly why it is that you call it Ryan Dean Toy Photography and what your account's all about. Basically, it started a few years back when... Um, when I just started coming into toy photography. Uh, basically, it's my son's toys. And when I started toy photography, I wasn't sure how it's going to go on, but I thought I might as well put it in his honor. And uh, hopefully, later on the line, he'll he'll join in and do his own toy photography because he, he joins me and he uh, helps me out and he just does setups. He even gives me great ideas. And uh, so I... Named it after him, so in his honor. Hopefully, it's going to go on forever. <laughs> uh, but no, so actually, it's so he can have something for himself later on if he wants to. So that was the main idea behind it. Um, I know it's kind of confusing because a lot of people call me Ryan, which is understandable <laughs> though when <laughs> yeah. when you have when you use another name. But other than that, it's it's in his honor. That's the reason I did it. So cool, dude. So cool. It it makes me excited uh, to know there are people like yourself out there kind of setting their children up uh, for success in that way. Even if he doesn't become a toy photographer, it just kind of gives him that creativity that probably wouldn't be able to be expounded upon had you not you know, done something with him like this. So it's so cool. Oh. Oh, definitely. I mean, it, it not only done that, it, it connected us even more. Uh, it gave us more of a, uh, of an, a different level of understanding each other. And uh, now when we, when we look at toys, we both look at a certain toy and we both have the gleaming in our eyes and we're both sitting there thinking about what we can do with it. And he's, he's, he always looks at different toys and he's like, oh, dad, look at something. That's something you can do. Do something with that, especially... Uh, I recently got uh, the Pennywise. Uh, he loves Pennywise, and I, I ordered the whole Pennywise set, and he just went crazy. He's all happy about that, especially. And the whole, the main thing he really wanted was the balloon. He's like, "Oh my God, now the balloon's here!" And I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> oh, cool." <laughs> That's crazy, man. So I know that you are professionally a photographer and you've been doing photography for a long time, but how long have you been doing toy photography for? Um, I started um, riding toy photography a little bit over three years ago. Uh, at the time when I started, it was actually called Ryan Dean Lego. Um, 
because when I started, I had no idea about social media. Um, I didn't, for so for me, Instagram was a completely new uh, outlet to try before I had nothing to do with uh, Facebook or any other social media, but Instagram was just right, especially when it comes to pictures and inspiration. And uh, once I started posting under Ryan Dean Lego, I was just blown away by how many other toy photographers there are out there. I was Lego photography and toy photography. So it started out with uh, Ryan Dean Lego. And after a while, I changed it to Ryan Dean toy photography so that I had the opportunity to um, expand to other brands, not only stay with Lego. So because at the beginning, everything was amazing. Everybody was so supportive. And uh, so I slowly found out that this is exactly what I need to do. This is what I want to do as long as I can. Uh, toy photography just gives me uh, it gives me peace inside. It gives, lets me be creative in the way that I want to be and not in the way that other people. And, and uh, to be honest, uh, my wife, <laughs> she's the one who said she, she was tired of me being all, uh, you know, I didn't have a hobby. I didn't have nothing to do. I was always hanging around, just not being busy. And she's like, why don't you just take the toys and take pictures of them? And I was like, you know what? <laughs> why not? So I got to actually say thank you to my wife. She's the one who actually pushed me in that direction. And since then, it's just been an adventure. Wow, that is so cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, she's been super supportive. That's, it's, uh, and when, when we started, uh, that's when uh, our collection also grew. And I, at the time, I had so many toys up in the living room. I, at the, uh, right now... Ryan's toy room is in the basement, mm -hmm. but we have the living room was full of toys. Any every little, any little shelf space that was free, well, I I had little containers with little figures here, figures there, uh, all kind of stuff. And then in front of the TV, I'd have all my ideas, and those were the ones that Ryan weren't allowed to touch. And the, I'd have like ten or twelve different. They had nothing to do with each other, but they're ten different ideas next to each other. And nobody was allowed to move them until I actually took the pictures. And after a while, my wife said, nope, you guys move downstairs. And uh, <laughs> that's, when we, that's when we decided to clean up the basement and rearrange it so that we can present it and find stuff when we're looking for it. That's crazy, man. That is so cool. And you showed me a video uh, recently of your toy photography and, and your collection room. And it's on your account if he, people want to go see it, but it blew me away because you've got like a like almost like a mini city down there. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a museum to be honest. Uh, I, but that's the best way to enjoy it. When we when we started collecting and we started building the little city in there, uh, it was only one little table on the side, and then mm. and we we. Um, build something because what we did is uh, we rearranged and bought new furniture for the living room. And after that, we said, you know what, the old stuff that we had that fit right perfectly in his, in his Lego room. So we moved everything downstairs, which gave us shelf space and uh, space to set up the city. And since then we basically expand the city with all the, uh, the bigger houses 
and uh, he plays in there all the time. That's awesome, man. I would definitely be playing yeah. in there too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I do too. Every time I go in there, I look at the stuff and I'm like, oh man, what are you doing now? Look at this. And it's, it, it's so fun seeing how he plays. You know, I, I see how he sets up his figures and, uh, and there's like uh, all the bad guys against Thanos or, <laughs> yeah. you know, or Thanos has a whole army behind him against all the other good guys. You'll have all the other superheroes on the other side or, it's amazing. He loves Marvel just like I do. And, uh, he just, he, his fantasy, uh, gets to come to life in the room. The reason we kept him a room for himself is because we didn't want all the toys in his personal room where he studies and stuff. So we keep right. it separate. And so he has a little organized room upstairs where he sleeps and does his school stuff, but his toy room is completely separate and down here. And he comes down here and he hangs out all the time. That's awesome. That's just going to set him up for his future, man. So, so well. So who is some of your biggest inspirations for toy photography and uh, regular photography just uh, for yourself and, and what kind of inspires you? Oh, there's so many awesome photographers out there. I get inspiration from different places, not only from toy photographers, but also from uh, comic artists and, um, Boss Logic is one of my one of my favorites. Yeah. He's he's so creative and and uh, it's inspiring to see how how he you know he uses colors and it's just amazing to work. And uh, out of the toy photography uh, scene, basically all of the all of the guys that have been here on the toy photocast with us, they're all my inspiration. Um, Nose Rain, he's definitely one um work more or less trevor uh one six shooter is one of my all-time faves everybody has their own unique style and techniques and i learn something from each one which i also integrate into my own picture sometimes and uh it's amazing that's awesome dude yeah i can i can see that kind of mentality in your photos and your work and how you implement different techniques um, and it's really so much fun to enjoy the things that you're doing. And you, you've posted, like, I think we talked about this too, about you've posted almost, let's see, over 5,000 times. So you've got so Five much thousand, content yeah. to look at. It's almost overwhelming. It's crazy. Well, that's, uh, not all, I, not everything in there is, uh, new. Um, over the years, I, I tend to, uh, post older shots to, uh, for one, um, two years ago, most of my followers weren't following me and they'd never seen it. And two, I know how I am on Instagram. When I sit there and I look at somebody's profile, I might go to 30, 40 pictures. And then after I start following them, I'll see all their new stuff, but I never see any of their older stuff. So yeah. uh, what I do is I tend to bring my favorites that I've already posted and but I don't repost them. I just, I, uh, I re edit or I change them so that they're not the same post, um, to just give it an upper flavor or something like that. But, um, most of my stuff is, uh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I, I, I normally shoot pretty much two, three times a week and, uh, all, all the other stuff is newer. That's awesome, man. So I'd so say about three, Thousand three, three and a half thousand, maybe four thousand are, are originals, 
and okay. the others are reposts over the last couple of years. Awesome. Wow. I mean, that's still a lot of content, man. Like 3,000 different individual unique uh, shots. That's, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, yeah true. I mean, it, it is, but I, I, I have to say, when I, when I had my toys upstairs, um, I, all I have to do is open my patio door and walk out into the garden, and I have my garden table there, and that's basically where I do most of my shooting. Uh, I love shooting during the daylight, and uh, I normally shoot camera in hand, and I set my stuff up, take a few pictures, and then set up the next thing and take new pictures. And in the beginning, well, in the beginning, before I even understood where I was going with it, I just, uh, I like to try to tell stories. So I took, or it gave me a reason to post more in my eyes. So I was like, okay, well, I'll use these six fig six pictures and I'll tell a story with the six pictures. And then I'll post those six pictures a lot, you know, within a day, maybe two days. Um, but after a while, I had the feeling that it gets monotonous. If you have four or five pictures in a row uh, that are the same, you yeah. know, theme. So I, I changed up my style and I tried to um, incorporate different styles and techniques for each different picture. So one time the angle be from the top, the next picture I would try to use maybe a larger set. Uh, the picture after that, maybe one that I digitally manipulate or, you know, or put in explosions or whatever. So to try to, for one, it was, for me, it was a practice thing. You know, I, it gave me a reason to try new things, new ideas, because where I, what I do before um, was uh, lifestyle and portrait photography. And yeah. um, that's basically, you know, skin retouching, removing things out of the pictures and, you know, liquefying and all that stuff. But it's not really colorful or creative the way I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So the toy photography gave me an option to um, try techniques that didn't work in other photography because they work great with toy photography. All the colors are just, they just, they're perfect. <laughs> so that's why I love doing beautiful, colorful pictures, strong colors, because um, they make me happy when I look at them. It's amazing, man. I'm scrolling right now through your feed and it, it really is like it, it evokes this kind of like childlike uh, happiness and, and, and joy, man, because your creativity, like you said, like you're able to explore different mind, uh, different avenues of, of color and editing and stuff that you don't get to do uh, whenever you're just shooting portraits uh, for, exactly. for yeah. people. So that's so cool, dude. And you're yeah. always you're always, it seems to me, coming up with new ideas and new techniques. Like you're always looking for something else to implement, which is really cool. Uh, that, that's, the, that's the main thing, you know, because I don't really want to, I, I know how to do toy photography, I mean, uh, Lego photography. I've been shooting Lego the whole time. So I know my strengths there and I know what can be done, but I know also the things that I've done so far. I've, I made them jump, fall blow up uh, everything. I use water, sand, underwater, anything you can think of, I've already tried. And, but I want to, you know, I want to learn. So I, I, each time I see something that somebody else does that 
blows me away. I'm like, oh, wow, how can I learn to do that and try it so that I have the experience in my belt, basically. So yeah. I, I, love, I love trying new things uh, um, and just to – because you can never learn, learn everything. It's, there's, to photography, there's so much behind it. You can never, never ever learn everything. So I try to learn new things all the time. And that's how it progresses, basically. Um, it also progresses with the new toys. Um, I also recently, uh, down in my toy room, since it's such bad weather, I, I needed a, a place to shoot inside. And I normally don't shoot inside. I shoot outside. And when the light is already there, that means I don't have to set up any lights. So it makes it easier for me to shoot different sets uh, during a day. Yeah. But when I but when I'm inside downstairs and I set up one thing, that goes a lot of time. I have to set up each light direct for that one set, and I can't. I'm not as efficient and uh, you know as fast. In other words, I can't do as many different kind of ideas because it's just not possible. Hmm. And uh, but on the other hand, I'm learning how to use the diorama. I learned how to use the digirama. I got the air, uh, the atmospheric aerosol going here. I got um, the loom cubes. I have um, I'm, I have my tripod, which I normally never use, but I'm also trying out um, dark in the dark, and so that when it's really dark in the room, because um, I normally don't do that, I'm having the, the the shots for like six to ten seconds each, and uh, all these things are new for me and. It's just fun practicing, see what comes out of it. That's awesome, man. So name off everything that you use equipment-wise for your camera, the lens, and all of your uh, extra accessories that you use. Well, and basically, I only use my camera um, and my toys. Uh, like I said, when I shoot outside, uh, I use a Canon um, 5D Mark III, and I use a 70-200 to 200 lens which is kind of like overkill, but I got to say, since I got that lens, my, the quality of the pictures just went to a new level. Yeah. And, but also, uh, uh, the details came more, which means I had to learn how to retouch again or not learn. I had to adjust because with the 70 to 200, I saw every scratch, every piece of dust, everything. And when I, sitting there look at it I, that's the only thing i see <laughs> so i i start that's when I, my it, it made me go to the next level also so i'm like okay i got a good lens now i have to step up my retouching game to make everything a little bit more better so that's when i started uh editing more and yeah developing so what's there your, what's your uh your post-processing uh kind of regimen that you use um, well, I start in Lightroom. All my pictures, well, Lightroom is where I select the ones I want to use, and I, um, I develop them globally. Um, I could do, I could fix and, you know, adjust more in Lightroom, but I, my workflow is that I go from Lightroom directly into Photoshop and do all the other adjustments there. That's when I can start removing the, the dust and lightening up areas that maybe have been too, too dark or 
changing colors. That all gets done in Photoshop. Nice. And how how long does it take for you to kind of work a shot that you've got and, and get it ready to post when you're doing all that? Well, it depends. Um, it all depends. It depends for one on the figure, on the setup. Um, on the Lego figures, I tend to try to make the picture look super clean, mm -hmm. super um, clear, and uh, no blemishes. Kind of like a more in a way of product photography in a way to gotcha. present the make the, to make the figure as good as it can be. The, that works for Lego, but it don't work for. Uh, for Mezco, for, for an example, um, Mezco is more of a, a realistic thing. So you want to bring out the textures and the, and the glint in the eyes and stuff like that. And you don't, don't try to remove all the dust. So it all depends on, the, on what I'm shooting. Um, but basically, on, I'd say for Lego, it takes me about 10, maybe 20 minutes to set up. And uh, maybe 10 to half hour, maybe two edit and finish on the computer wow that is fast uh yeah like i said my my workflow is uh, i i use a wacom tablet um so i'm I, I like i was retouching for years before i came into toy photography so gotcha. um all these uh this workflow has already been fine-tuned before i got to it so when i work i have all my shortcuts and everything set up on the pen for my Wacom tablet, and I barely have to move my hand, which means wow. my I, I, my hand doesn't travel and as much over back and forth. One hand's on the keyboard, and the other hand's with the pen, and I can just, you know, the workflow just makes me one step to after the other, and it goes real quick. But then again, there are times where I, like, uh, for example, for the 100 project, the picture. I made for the magazine that just came out from Exo Collective. Yeah, um, I made a I made a whole diorama for that, and to prepare the idea, I it took me a couple of days because I needed all the products, all the all the the right textures and materials, mm -hmm. and I went to the I went to uh, and then, well, and after that, I had to set it up and then figure out which way I'm going to use and enough had to figure out which background. So that took me actually to, f to take that shot that I put in the magazine. It took me like four to five hours because of the fact that I had to build the whole set. And I also tried different backgrounds and different, different, uh, uh, different techniques and styles until I found the one I really liked. So that took me like four to six hours that night just to shoot. And then it took me another day uh, the next day where, where I sat down for two hours to find the picture and develop it and get it ready for the magazine. So that took me actually longer than any other picture so far. Wow. That is incredible, man. I have got some serious catching up to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So would you say that Lego is your favorite line of figures? And if not, what is? Uh, I can't, well... Actually, I like all toys. I can't really say I like each one has, has its pro and cons. Uh, Lego, okay. Lego is there's a certain cuteness point to it. So mm -hmm. no matter what I do, the pictures will always seem cute, and yeah. uh, that's why when 
I tried it when I, when I used the, with the new, new Mezcos that I got. Uh, it gives me a possibility to give different moods and styles and different techniques. But each one, like I said, has its own cons. The Lego is not very great with the articulation. You know, it's kind of restricting. The, the, you can only do so much. And then uh, all the other uh, toy lines, each has, well, like, like Revoltech, like my Woody. The Woody is so great. He, I can do anything with him. He's so flexible. He's fun. He's, I can put him in any situation. And then uh, I got the Hot Toys, and he, he can barely, barely is the wrong word. Um, they're restricted in the movement. So I can, yeah. you can only move the arm in a certain area. You can only lift them so high. So that it restricts the ideas of what I can do with the figure. Uh, so I do what I can with him and then I'll move to a different figure that can probably do it better. Um, the Kermits, the Muppets, oh, I'm having fun with them. Kermit is so cool. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, even and the, the Mezcos are awesome. I, I love the, the way you can move them, but I also found, they also have restrictions too, um, mm -hmm. but only. Uh, let's say it this way: I was trying to, I was trying to do something that was based on a comic, and the comic artist, of course, has the op opportunity to have them move their limbs more different or more strenuously than we can do in normal life. Right. And to try to recopy that with the figures was really difficult. Um, but other than that, they, oh, they're great. Uh, I'm happy with them. I'm really happy with them. And, um, I'm definitely getting more in the future. And that's basically how I see it developing. Cause I got enough Lego. I, I don't need no more Lego. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I, I didn't, not in the way where I say I have to have, I have to have all, I have so many figures. We have enough sets and uh, now we cherry pick the best sets that we want. Um, but me personally, as a toy photographer, I'm now starting to pick out toys for me, which they'll be in their mind. They're the ones that I and <laughs> play with and, uh, Ryan doesn't really touch them. Cool. Yeah. That's important, man. And it kind of gives you a, a level of ownership and be able to, uh, be able to explore different, like you said, different moods and different themes and tones. Definitely. And definitely that's going to be really interesting to see what you do with all that stuff. So do you kind of see yourself uh, in the future, like pursuing this as a more professional out outlook or are you going to keep it as a hobby with your photography? Um, no, I definitely am. It's it's I'm so passionate about it. I see myself doing it for the rest of my life if I can. And that's the goal that I have laid in front of me. Um, so I'm trying what I can do. Well, let's say it this way. Um, I see myself in the next couple of years working for, or at least making pictures for different toy companies. Yeah. Um, and that's my goal to be able to do something I love and be creative and have fun doing it. And the, of course it'd be great to be able to live from it. Cool. And I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Um, uh, that, that is one of the reasons why I try all those different techniques on my photos, because I just want to be able to be diverse. 
mm -hmm. want to show that I can show I can do different techniques, different styles, and um, you know, different moods, whatever. And uh, so, I see myself in the future making money with toys. But nice. I know it's going to be a long travel. It's going to be a long, long road. But the thing is, I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm doing it because I enjoy it. And it's not because I have to do it and I have to, uh, uh, you know, force it on myself to say, okay, I got to go out there. I got to make money. That's not it. I want to. Yeah. I, I enjoyed what I do. Um, and I'm hoping the companies see the same thing. And we'll see what opportunities come from that. Yeah. Yeah, What's, what is that one saying that says like do what you love and, and you'll never work another day in your life that's the re that's the reason i'm trying to do it and yeah. to be honest um this year i just uh i i started an account on linkedin and i started put myself out there trying to connect to uh the toy companies and next next week here in germany there's going to be one of the largest toy fairs and uh i already have my ticket. I'm going to go up there and I prepared all kind of prep, uh, presentation material and um, I'm just going to approach them. I'm going to say here, this is what I do. If you guys are interested, let's see what we can do. I'll do with it. And what other, what other place is better to do it in than a toy convention where everything's about toys? Yeah, so dude. I think, I mean, what, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. But they could, they could say yes. They could, and that, that's it. So, I'm I'm really excited. I'm uh, I'm confident because I am confident in the work that I put out, and I'm confident in what I can do. And I think um, the future is bright. I'm looking really forward to it. But I'm I know it's going to be something different, and I know it's uh, different than making your own pictures at home where you get to decide, but that's okay. That's also another challenge where trying to make somebody happy with the ideas that I create. So I can't wait. This is looking good. And uh, we'll see what comes of it. Heck yeah, dude. That's exciting, man. I, I'm looking forward to hearing exactly what comes of that. And I know you having that mentality and, and that mindset of, of pursuing it, man, you're, you're going to achieve it. And it's going to be really cool to see what you do. I think that's a perfect place to take a break and uh, stay right there. We'll get right back with Ryan Dean toy photography in just a second. All right. Welcome back everybody to toy photo cast with Ryan Dean toy photography, AKA Mr. Chuck, man. Welcome back. Thank you for coming on the show. It's been awesome, dude. Same here, man. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Dude, and before we hit record, you were you were dropping some nuggets, and I wish I had pressed record. But uh, it, it I want to kind of hit on what you were talking about, like with just the difference in uh, not really trying to compare yourself to other artists or other toy photographers out there, but really just learning how to take the principles and the techniques that they're implementing in their art and be able to kind of help shape your own style and be able to not try to copy anybody, but to use those ideas and those kind of like mentalities to help uh, progress your own unique style. Is that something that really is important to you? Uh, it's definitely important. Uh, when, when I came into toy photography, I, like I said, I, I was already a photographer. So for me at first, 
I was looking at it from a photographer's point of view. After a while, I started not just taking pictures. I started making pictures and making the scenes that I was picturing in my head. And I started to develop to a point where I see myself more as an artist now and then just a toy photographer. And uh, when I see pictures, I, I, as a photographer, I tend to analyze them. I look at them and I look, say, well, I look at something that might bother me and say, if I were to make the picture, I might have paid attention to do something different. But I also look at the pictures to see what it is that makes me love the pictures. There's so many amazing photographers where when I look at their stuff, I'm like, my God, this just blows me away. And then as what I try to do is I try to analyze it and say, okay, why is this picture so great all of a sudden for me? And then I'll sit there and I'll, I'll try to figure out why is it because he set the light up a certain way? Is it the tones that he's using? Is it uh, the focus that he has? And I'll, I'll remember what that is and try to see what I can use to try something new in my own techniques and styles. And, uh, like I said, I just get blown away every day when I look at the, when I scroll through my feed and I see all these amazing, talented artists out there. And it's just so inspiring and pushes me to try and just get better. That's incredible, dude. That is a mentality that I strive for myself every single day. And to be able to acknowledge it and to be able to put it into words is is great because that that really helps a lot of people out there and we're always searching for that way that mindset to kind of approach our own art and when you're in the comparison game in the comparison mode sometimes it can become a who's better than who scenario and that never produces better art um no, no normally that yeah normally it produces <laughs> worse art uh but yes. the, the art that comes out uh, usually the purest is when you're just trying to create out of pure uh, expression of creativity. Exactly. And so that's incredible, man. I, I really glad that I was able to get, get that back. Out of you. <laughs> so um, do you have any moments along your journey that you look back and be like, you have to pinch yourself and be like, did that actually really happen? Is there any big moments for you? Um, actually quite a few. Um, it, it develops, you know, it's a path. For me, the first, uh, the first step, and it, it was something that blew my mind, uh, was the, first, the fifth picture that I posted three and a half years ago. Um, it was reposted on Brick Network, which is a feature page for uh, Lego shots. Yeah. And that blew me away. It had like almost 6,000 likes uh, oh. on there. They, and I was, for me, the first time, I had no idea. And I was just, I was just so happy you know and that's the things that inspire to keep trying and uh, wow wow if it was that good that's let's try and do it again you know and that just was so inspiring for me and kept me in the mode to say well you know i'm i, I really like this toy photography stuff and uh not not a few months later um shortly after um suicide squad came out <laughs> i did a I did a shot where Joker was laying on the ground with all the weapons where he's on the carpet and he's surrounded by weapons. Um, mm. And I, I, re, I, I tried to recreate that with, with a Lego figure and all my Lego um, weapons. Yeah. And that just, that 
all of a sudden just went haywire. I, I, I think I got like eight, 900 followers within two, three days. Whoa. Just from that one picture, I was like, my God, my, my phone, there was, there was messages coming the whole time. <laughs> I just, I've never, ever had that before. And I was like, wow, that was really, really cool. And uh, from there, just, it took off. Um, my next step was, for me, was really, really cool, was when uh, Lego followed me. What? Yeah, they, they awesome. don't follow that many people. And uh, no. when, they, when, they, when they hit follow, I was like, oh, my God, this is dream come true you know that's it, it's another step to inspire you to say i'm doing something right you know yeah and uh wow from there on um i each year i uh, on facebook there's uh, a competition well it's not a competition it's a a photo uh, it's called shoot and share mm -hmm. and um anybody it's free anybody can submit 50 pictures for free. And, um, and then when the voting goes on, you vote for the pictures that you like the most, but you don't know who's actually making the pictures. And last year alone, over a hundred million votes were voted over because there's like 25 categories. And, uh, I submit mine in the creative category. And last year I placed 23 of the 20, 23rd place out of 18,000 and something wow. pictures. And uh, the, that for me is, uh, it's just so cool because the people that are voting, they're not in the toy photography. They're not, uh, they're not toy fans there. They're just people all over the world and they still like my pictures. And that, oh man, that just blows me away. And uh, three years in a row, I made it in the top 100. And uh, that just, tells me that the style that I'm doing reaches not only the toy photographers, but also the broad public. And that's, oh, that's really inspiring. It's such a validating thing to have like an account like that, um, you know, reshare your stuff and also be able to spread it uh, to a wider audience. And that's why I love like share and repost accounts because they, yeah. They're kind of like the gateway drug into this community because they, they, they are. I got I got to admit, when I started, I that's what inspired me. I I was I got uh, supported by pretty much all the toy uh, um, the toy community, and it's what kind of drove me in the beginning. Because in the beginning, I was more I was so into. Uh, the fact that I was getting so much recognition and mm -hmm. for me at the time in the beginning, I was like, Oh wow, this is blowing me away. And, uh, I was kind of concentrating on that and not on, um, where I was going to go with it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you got to get out of your own head sometimes and just be like, okay, like it, this is awesome. This is great. But then you have to like humble yourself and be like, okay, it's, they're exactly, following me for exactly. a reason. They're, they're doing this for a reason. It's not because, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I learned that too. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm very much introvert. I'm, I'm not really the person that goes out and I'm a talkative person. And uh, I'm, I normally open up once I start to know somebody. That's when I get to loosen up. But other than that, I'm, I'm more of a watcher, a listener, and a viewer. Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, but giving, this gives me the possibility to open up uh, over the toy photography with people that have the same interests. And uh, there's a connection there automatically because of that. So uh, that helps me get out of my shell. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. I can, I can sympathize, dude, because I'm an introvert. Most people don't know this about me, but I am naturally an introvert, too. And it is not within my wheelhouse, like, naturally to just be extroverted and do, like, especially stuff like a podcast. So it, it, um, I can understand where you're coming from. Like, it, mm-hmm. it stretches you as a person and as an artist to be able to communicate um, in ways that... I feel like not only better you as a person, but it helps the people around you too. Um, true, true. But, and that's what I, I started when I, you know, in the beginning, I noticed uh, a lot of people, I, I could see that the style I was using was inspiring others. I can mm-hmm. see it the way they, because uh, a lot of ideas would, uh, you know, grow from stuff that I started. And uh, it's, very, very humbling. And that's the thing where I sat down and I said, you know, this is, I'm actually inspiring other people. I never imagined that I would act, my pictures would inspire other people. And when I find out that they are, I felt I needed to step up my game and open up a little bit and show them the whole process. Cause not everybody's, I mean, I, I had the, I had the privilege of coming in with a certain skill set which means I didn't have to learn the photography part. And uh, that made it a little bit easier connecting with the other people because I I can give them tips. And they also saw new techniques that I, at the time they were newer, you know, for at least for Lego. Right. Um, uh, Because in the beginning I just had everything setting down. And later on, after I saw all the other awesome photographers using wires and having props set up and super setups and that's when i understood okay this is how they're doing it how can i do it with lego and uh that's when i started to try that and then other new techniques and stuff so cool man i know you uh you had mentioned that you kind of want to pursue it professionally but where do you kind of see yourself in 10 years are you going to be like just 100 percent in this or are you going to be is this going to be more of a side thing what do you think um, no, actually, I think I'm going to develop over the next few years to a way where I can hopefully do it constantly. Um, nice. and, uh, and it doesn't really matter to me if it's always with toys that, you know, like I have my toy room, I, the, the toys I have my here are what we have. And that's why I use those to take pictures, but I love new toys. I love different different toy lines and I can see myself creating forever <laughs> with the, with the, with all the new, it, it just, it blows me away over the last three years, the amazing amount of quality toys and toy lines that have just sprouted up and came out on the market. Now it's just, it's amazing. So, so, cool, dude. so I see, I see, I'm hoping and uh, it's not like something like that's going to come my way just by hoping and waiting for it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually taking the steps to try to enable it for myself. Uh, and I'm going to learn it as it goes along the way because it's, it's also a new thing. There's not that many 
toy photographers that are in the business making money. And uh, I see that it's, 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 it's a niche also. It's mm-hmm. also in, completely in the market. But because of the fact that it's a niche, I'm, I'm hoping I have a pretty good chance of doing it because there's so many portrait photographers and lifestyle photographers. They're all over the place. But um, I think with the style that I have, I can probably do this for forever. <laughs> I'm hoping. Let's make it that way. I'm just hoping. Do it, man. I mean, that's the thing is like we shape our own destiny oftentimes by the way that we think in our thought life. And it's definitely it's yeah. it's the things like this that we are able to visualize uh, your success in the future. And then your your subconscious goes to work on making that happen. Like you said, you're not just waiting for it to just fall in your lap, but you're working on the skill set that you need to acquire to be able to produce that those results that you want eventually down the line. Exactly. And that's that's exactly, what yeah. differentiates you from people that are waiting for that opportunity to fall in their lap. It's like it's never going to fall in your lap. Like it's a one in a million chance if it does. And if it does, do you even know what you're going to do with that opportunity once it does? It's like you have to prepare yourself for success, but also yes. at the same time visualize yourself once you get there to that point what you will do once you have that success. It's like whenever you want to do something when it comes down to it if you if you don't really believe you can do it it's you're not going to it's not going to happen exactly it's not going like, to happen I, you have to uh, you have a belief system yeah that's the secret the the law of attraction so you're right that's just the way it is if you don't if you can't see yourself going somewhere you can't take the steps to go there yep. and uh and it doesn't matter how many steps the fact is you got to take the steps and you know, this took, I've been doing this for three and a half years now, and I'm now starting to be at the point where I can say I'm confident enough to approach companies and say I have enough skills to hopefully offer them something that'll help them. And, uh, and that was a long, long, long journey too. And uh, I'm, I'm glad I took it and I'm glad of all the stuff that's came my way. And I think it's going to go my way if I just follow my dream and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Just being a genuine person and, and like yourself and realizing the value that you have, like the people will, will see that value and they'll be able to approach you on your own terms. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You won't even have to sell yourself. They'll know like just from a matter of your, your standards. That's exactly what it is. Nowadays it's personal branding and that's, thing i'm i'll be basically it's me it's what i do and my passion that's what i see when i'm when i see here and talk about the toy photography i'm excited i'm just like i can sit here and talk about it all day long and tell me you too. stories and it just invigorates me and uh that comes out when you talk to people when they when they when they ask you about what do you do and when i it just bubbles out of me. I'm like, just, Oh, I can do, I can do it all day long. I could literally, if I had the opportunity, I could shoot from morning to night, do the pictures in the evening and start again the next day because yeah. I love it so much. Yep. Yeah. And like to kind of ex- like the way that for me that I, the only way I can explain it to people, like in a term that they understand when I, cause I don't say toy photographer, I just say I'm an entrepreneur and then they understand, <laughs> they understand that terminology yeah. 
But they don't yeah. understand when you say, well, I take pictures of toys. They don't get that because they don't see the value in that if they're not used to it. But the people that see the value and they're like, oh, okay. Because like within the community itself, like it's it's a revered thing to be a photographer Definitely. that does this. But the people that don't, aren't aware of it they're just like oh you know it's, but if you call you yourself from, to, yeah. exactly yeah. it's like you have to realize the terminology is different it's like I, no, yeah. I, I work for myself i do my own thing but uh <laughs> but yeah that that that's what it boils down to is just being your own boss right but so uh, that's the goal basically yeah that's the goal man that's that the is goal. the goal and uh so what yeah. do you think the community the toy photography community really needs to focus on and how can we make it a better place uh i can't really see it getting even better than it already is uh <laughs> I've, I've been supported from the beginning to the end um from all all across the, i got main support started when i got from the from the Lego community but i i have support from everywhere and everybody is so open and willing to share their information and it's it's so inspiring and it makes me want to watch and see what they did and how they did it and and uh to get my gears grinding and try to do something new also so um there's not really much that we can do to make it better i don't have that many me personally i don't have people that come with a negative attitude on my account or give negative feedback or remarks um an occasional one that might come in once a year or something like that i block or i just delete <laughs> i'm not i really don't care about it you know yeah uh but i gotta say i've always only received positive feedback and that's what makes me want to keep posting because when you get feedback for work that you do it makes you want to do more yeah. And when you when you're like, oh, wow, what I if you don't show it, nobody's going to see it. And then the only person who can rate it is you yourself. Mm -hmm. But when you put it out there and you're like, oh, I'm not really sure. But all these people come up and say, wow, I, I like what you did. That's very supportive. And it's and it's enough to push you to keep going and try again and again and again until you get to the point where you want to be. Not everybody wants to learn everything some people are happy with just their hobby they're sitting here they they you know they set up their stuff they take their pictures they post it and that's awesome and that's the thing they get they get pleasure from it they get feedback from it from from people that have the same interests and um so far all i've got is positive support and uh, that's that's why i can't really say if there's any way that the community can get too much better so, man, I want to kind of dive deep into your mentality and how you kind of maintain this um, positive attitude, man. Is there any any tips you want to give people to kind of maintain that that outlook? Uh, it's easier said than done, but I'm personally always been a positive outlook. Uh, everything I see is uh, half glass full, and um, it. I don't know. I'm 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 not one. When it dwells on negative thoughts, I look, I learn from my mistakes. That's basically what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll analyze it and say, okay, I made a mistake. I accept the fact that I made a mistake and then try to change it for the future. Yeah. But um, I've always been a positive person and full of positive energy. And 
that flows into my pictures um, and hopefully into the feeling of the, the, the ideas behind the pictures. Uh, my idea is to try to make the people who <laughs> put up with me po posting so many pictures that when they come and see my pictures that they at least have something that puts a smile on their face or gives them a boost in one way or another. Some, sometimes, uh, you know, my, my followers are between 15 and 75. So I have, um, you know, all ages are in there and mainly are between 25 and 45. So most of my followers are not kids. They're actually adults all. Yeah. yeah that's the thing. That's what it, that's blows me away. Yeah. Even older people that are like, wow, these guys are still interested in toys enough that they come to my account. And, uh, uh that's, it's humbling. It just makes me, makes me happy. And that in turn inspires me to make another picture. I mean, that in turn makes me do another picture. And, um, I just enjoy the whole process from the so beginning cool. to the end. So cool, man. Well, well said. Do you have any tips for people just starting out wanting to do toy photography? <laughs> like all the other guys said, basically just have fun. You have to identify yourself with the toys. You have to understand or have to, when, if you're playing with the toys and you take pictures while you're playing, you'll see that in the pictures and, the only person that you really have to be happy with with the pictures is yourself and, and nobody starts like a professional everybody comes in and has to learn the whole thing i came when i started like i said i have the whole photo photography background but i don't have when it comes to toys the whole thing shrinks so it means you have to learn how to set up lights again you have to learn how to focus again you have to you have to do so many new things and adjust and all these things are baby steps and it took me a while also and i'm still learning i just i'm i'm using a tripod now and um taking pictures in the dark and using the digirama technique all these things are new for me also and the only way i can do it is say practice try again try again and until and each time it's a you learn something new one time I use water, next time I use just the aerosol. One time I don't use any lights, I just use the candlelight. And each process is a new process and nobody's gonna learn everything at once. So baby steps, that's all it is. Amazing, so good, man. Dude, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I feel like this episode like had like so much value. It's going to add so much value to so many people if they're able to hear what you had to say, man. It it's really good stuff. Oh, thank you, man. I, I appreciate the opportunity, and it's for me, it's a complete honor. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, man. And let everybody know where they can connect with you on uh, social media. Uh, well, my main place is Instagram, Ryan Dean Toy Photography. Um, also, my website. Same thing, Ryan Dean, toyphotography.com, in case you want to see me there. But the easiest way to contact me is over Instagram because I'm there at least an hour a day. <laughs> and uh, other than that, yeah, you can write me an email. It's also in my account. But other than that, I'm here every day on Instagram. Sweet. 
And you can find me at Dagoba underscore days. You can find the Mezco feature page at 1.12.collective. You can find the toy photocast at toy photocast on Instagram. Don't forget, everybody, we are storytellers. Get out there, tell your story. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Chuck. And man, I'll let you I'll let you close it out. All right. Well, the only thing I can say is we are storytellers. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> sure. See you later. <laughs>